You're walking in the woods. There's no one around and your phone is dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. Shia LaBeouf. He's following you, about 30 feet back. He gets down on all fours and breaks into a sprint. He's gaining on you. Shia LaBeouf. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere! Hey, welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where we watch awful garbage films that are just awful and terrible and just the worst. You can I'm say your, these movies uh, are so bad, they send us to an insane asylum. Whoa, I'm your hungry host, Benjamin. I'm your cannibalistic host, John. I'm your hillside host as well. Oh. <laughs> I'm covering all uh, yeah. the bases. Uh, today we watched Hillside Cannibals. Hillside a Cannibals. A movie that was that is I guess in the based on a true story saga no. of movies. No, no, not at which all. Which include <laughs> which include uh uh King of the Lost World, which was inspired by uh what, The True Story Land of, of the King Lost? Kong. Yeah. Then we had Exorcism, which was based on the true events of Exorcism. Exorcist, rather. Uh, this is obviously this aping off uh, The Hills Have Eyes. There was a remake. Uh, specifically, it was uh, released to coincide with the with the mid-2000s remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Yes. Can which, I just say, I, mean, I also... This... Go ahead. Oh. Well, this film, as all the other like films, are complete lies on how they're supposed to be based on the original events. This... Can I just say, I just love how literal the titles for every Asylum film uh, uh, <laughs> is. Um, and it, it really uh, struck me with this one because it's aping off The Hills Have Eyes. And whatever you think of The Hills Have Eyes, it's such a beautifully evocative title. It's so spooky and creepy. It's great. It doesn't really tell you what it's about, but it just... Has, just gives you a you know the shivers hearing it and so the asylum of course came in and was like we we making this movie called hillside cannibals okay okay so uh because uh, that's what's in the movie so that's what the movie's called it's called hillside cannibals okay okay uh, i give you five dollars to make the movie okay but this movie had apparently a budget of six hundred thousand that's hard to mm, believe. Money laundering? I'm just saying. This is. I'm mm. not, now. I'm not. I'm not saying they are or not. It's just. It's just what it looks like. That's not slander. Yeah, you're gonna get us in trouble. <laughs> and usually, <laughs> I'm the one who's getting us in trouble. It's not uh, slander. It's all right. Just. It's just speculation. No, I'm it's not I'm even that really. It's a joke. Pictured, Don't worry about it. I, I'm. I'm picturing someone. Someone gave someone a challenge to make a movie for five bucks. <laughs> what you want more than that? What you freaking Roman Polanski or something with busting my balls and go make roadside cannibals, whatever we're calling this thing? <laughs> uh, should I give you some quick history of uh, go for it. the Hills of Eyes? So Hills, the Hills of Eyes is loosely based on a legend of um, Sonny Bean, which is Scottish clansman, which itself was probably based of another Scottish cannibal uh, named Christy Cleek. Uh, this film has neither n- nothing to do with either of those events at all, uh, like the previous two films we watched. That had nothing to do with the source material they are loosely based on. And I kind of want to say that's pretty disappointing. 
actually. Well, so the the original Hills Have Eyes movie, I believe, was a seventies film. Um hmm. and that's that's the famous Hills Have Eyes, and then there was a terrible remake of it in the two thousands, and that's what the asylum film is coinciding with. So it's really the the the, the, the shitty remake. Uh that's the yeah, but they could just gave everyone really shitty Scottish accents, and this film would have been so better. Well, the the seventies movie, I believe, is set in like the the, the Nevada desert. So, oh, yeah, I yeah. mean, you're you're already talking like there's almost like two or three stages removed from the Scottish whatever the Scottish story you're talking about is, which I'm not even familiar with. It's what I guess. Insp- well, he the the director I can't remember the name of was ins- inspired because he read the story, similar to I guess the uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Uh, where he was inspired by that uh, the urban legend of the people who got buried who then left the grave like as vampires basically so it's, it was the, that's is a similar kind of I guess relation there but mm. yeah I don't know this film everyone had Scottish accents have been way so much better it would have been funny at least this film tries to be funny. It's all awful, though. No, it I guess doesn't. doesn't try. Does no, it, it's hard no, to tell. No, it does not. It does not. not try to be funny. It's it's try. It's it's. This isn't. This is the ultimate edge lord movie. Um, okay. This is because well, there's some fair, scenes where there's every like, asylum just scenes where film like, is the ultimate we'll edge lord movie. But yeah. So I guess we'll get into the film now. Hillside Cannibals starts out with a sp- some spooky music in a desert environment, like most asylum films do, as a. Uh, there's like uh, constantly flickering to like the same three skele- photo skeletons, like three, same the, the same three photo stock. It, it's a very generic, a bunch of very generic desert shots with you know the long s credits, these annoying little flicker cuts to a skull, and it's not even the same shots of the skeleton over and over again. It's the same shots of the desert over and over again there's like three or four shots and they're used repeatedly over the span of i want to say three minutes Mm, about something weird i'm not sure if this is actually something that's weird or not but um when they're showing the credits every single like uh name or whatever instead of fading away they just like cut and disappeared yep I was wondering if that was like a noticeable annoyance. Is that normal? Eh, I got really distracted by it. I guess I was really distracted by like they just sort of flickered out. I didn't really notice that that much. It just seemed very generic to me. Yeah, well, then we then start following a car uh, shown driving around the desert, and a group of five college kids exit the car. Well, thirty-year-olds playing high school students, but same diff. (laughs) They all plan to go spelunking. or spadunking, I think one of the girl calls it. Uh, she calls spadunking. it spelunking. I think she calls it. Uh, and they're out there Spelunk, just spadunky. beer. And, uh, and all, all of so it's it's two guys and three girls, and all of the girls are complaining. They're like, "Oh my god, we're it's in the not- middle of nowhere." <laughs> it's like, did you not know? And and then so this of course has the you know expository dialogue of. Um, I told you before, we're going to be like, you know, like way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but were, were the girls not aware of this before they got on the tr- in the car? Um, I guess they understood. I just, there was this sort of like, oh, it's this type of camping, I guess. That kind of thing. Except without a tent. Oh, yeah, they don't have a tent. They're just going to sleep just... on blankets for fire. 
They're just gonna have, they're gonna have a few blankets, smoke beer, weed. and have a fire. Hey, more like hillside cannabis, oh, am I right? By the way, okay, I'm glad you brought up the weed because uh, hillside one of cannabis, the girls, am I right? Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, you should move to California and then sell that as a brand. I think you could that you could you could really you could go far with that. But um, I'm glad you brought up the weed because um, one of the girls asked, um, "What's her name? The kind of punk girl who's like there by herself?" They don't herself. have names. I think... They do not state anyone's names in this film. And but, there's um, like there's but... like the third the third girl because there's two couples and then there's the third girl and the third girl's like uh this sucks i don't want to be the fifth wheel which begs the question yeah, why why did you girl. come why did you come she's got a, the pink hat she but came because of, her boyfriend was a pussy apparently well so the boyfriend didn't her boyfriend didn't come which then begs the question so why did she come if she wasn't going to enjoy it but but anyway so one of the other girls asked her um did you bring the the stuff and she holds up what i can only describe as a garbage bag sized bag of weed it's like a <laughs> well, it's giant like it's like a uh, it's a freezer bag, bag. It's one, yeah it's it's a it's one of those giant ziploc freezer bags but like it's a st- stupid large amount of weed it's absurd she just holds it and she just holds it up. It's amazing. Yeah. It's hill. It's hillside cannabis. It's this the cannabis. first weed movie the asylum made, uh, like the zombie stoner, and uh, I think there's an air stoner one. Yeah, it was like sex weed, sex pot. Is there one they did? I'm not familiar with this. It's it's on the list of asylum films. You can check it out. Okay, we'll get but to this it eventually. Is later on in in the canon. Yeah, in the canon. Uh, so then they they sort of like pan off, but you hear you can sort of their dialogue. One of them says, uh, "Dude, you didn't bring any fucking water." No, nah, man, I brought beer. That was your job. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, beer will suffice. <laughs> While splunking. Yeah, why not? Spadunking. They don't actually do any spelunking, by the way. I mean, they, they just do, hang out. Just they just. They well, just... but but not on their own, on uh, not of their own volition. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to like nighttime, and they're all cuddling, um, and they and what, they start hearing what they think are coyotes. And the girl's like, "Oh my gosh, what is that noise?" It's like, "Have you ever heard what a coyote sounds like?" I'm I don't from think the these city. people have heard what a, I don't think these people have heard what coyotes sound like because coyotes yip, and what they hear are like um, big war sounds. No, more like demonic howls. They, they, you could pass it as a wolf, but like coyotes don't howl; they yip. Can you hear coyotes in LA? Actually, uh, they live up in like Griffith Park and the foothills, uh, but you don't hear them much. I'm not; in a, I don't live in the neighborhood where coyotes roam. I live in the neighborhood where parrots roam. Interestingly enough, but. That's a different story. And then, like, she doesn't even know what Chupacabra is either. It's like, seriously? Yeah, it was at this, like, the time when, like, there was the giant Chupacabra media scare where, like, I, 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 like, I think in, like, the, sometime in the 2000s, for some reason, there was just everyone got really into the Chupacabra. I don't remember mm. why, but that was a thing. Uh, 
so then both the couples basically start making out and one of the couples mm-hmm. like I don't want to do next to those clowns and then they leave uh, split up like, like we do in these types of films and when they leave they like they just kind of go around the cliff to like the other side and you can see city lights in the distance yeah. and earlier before they had said like oh we're like 50, 50 miles, miles from the nearest town those lights are maybe like 10 15 miles away and they're so obvious <laughs> um so and then uh this pink hoodie then here's a sound the pink hoodie girl and she decides to check it out so she split up as well it's like and then so then we go back to the first couple uh who then go to isolate location around them around like the cliff and then the boy then for, uh forgets his blanket then runs off back to the camp which takes like five seconds of like a scene just sort of just cameras just pointing at the girl and he comes back in and then they sit down and the guy's like it's our anniversary no and then she's like no it's not and he's like yeah it is and she's again like no it's not he's like it is i remember when i bought this necklace yeah it was the first day i met you that was one year ago and that's it that's the end of the conversation yep and then the then the couple at the fire get attacked uh, um and <laughs> it's an awful awful fight scene Sam loves these sort of scenes where like it's just a bunch of like music in the background and then they have a bunch of um sound effects being played like after the event happens and janky cuts it's like someone's someone's neck gets cut but the sound effect is not played when the neck gets cut it gets played after the neck gets cut Mm-hmm. It's like infuriating. They... And the entire time, the other couple doesn't seem to hear them being devoured by cannibals. <laughs> and then, uh, Pink Hoodie Girl, we then cut Fifth to wheel. her. And then she gets knocked down, killed too. She gets, uh, chopped in half, I think, down her waist. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because then it becomes sort of like, almost looks like claymation. Because when they're moving, uh, they're moving half of her, like, corpse. And it, it, they're, like, it's, like, like lagging, I guess. Like you do in Claymation, where it's, like, uh, different frames. It's not great, but it's not the worst I've seen. Definitely not from the Asylum. But we're 15 minutes in, and already three of the five people uh, we're following have been killed. So Yeah. All's left is uh, the redhead, and I'm going to call him Took bro the the couple who uh who are sharing yeah. the the necklace that they got exactly one year ago couple one finally gets the gets the fire and finds them both killed and then Tuke bro is all like i'm i'm gonna help you run and then red redhead runs away and then gets cornered and he then says almost run killed. and then yeah charges the like four or five cannibals <laughs> they're attacking he does an okay job couple. he like punches two, two of them i think how did yeah, how did he punch that one out, by the way? I don't know. He's just so strong. Yeah, so Redhead runs around, runs away and gets cornered by two cannibals. And then suddenly, uh, one of the cannibals, uh, who's holding an axe, kills the other guy, uh, letting her run away, and then takes her iPod. So as you can see, this so far, the... this film is very exciting. So this is the cannibal, the cannibal that kills the other cannibal and takes the iPod. So this is the, I'm going to call him the quote-unquote 
good cannibal in that he's <laughs> he's he seems to Citation have needed. um he seems to have um moral quibbles with killing these people and also he's the only one that he's he's the most human looking of of all the cannibals he's the least um he's the least like crazed looking the the, the most he, he looks he, i mean he's wearing makeup basically i mean he looks like some kind of like you know model but with just some you know weird tattoos on his face yeah, it's and, weird he looks you know, insanely out of place for everyone else yeah he, he he looks way too good to be part of this group so everyone's like you know there's like you know skin rotting off them but it's like it's a really like you know relatively clean face Compared to every other character. Yes. Yes, exactly. He looks like he's bathed in the last uh, uh, month. So then a Tuke bro, or now Tukeless bro, uh, wakes up in the hillside cave and uh, sees the cannibals doing like all sorts of very spooky stuff. The The cannibal dialogue is the worst. It's basically just them doing, oh, ha, 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 whoa, oh, like, are, like they're are a we, caveman. Are, are we are we in the scene with the cave in the cave yes. now? But okay, the first cave scene. You know what this reminded me of? This um, extended scene of a bunch of cavemen yeah. going. What it reminded me of more than anything is all of the Wookiee scenes from the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because it just yeah. goes on forever, yeah. and it's a bunch of just like grunts and thrusts and waving your hands around. <laughs> also, this yeah. is where we where it seems like there's only six or seven cannibals in total. It's about like yeah, eight or so, I think. It's supposed to be I don't more, think it's I guess. Even that much. I feel like it's supposed think... to be more, but it's it's actually only like six or seven. It it's stupidly small. Yeah, uh, Bro is like chained up, and then one of the cannibal girls begins to grope him, and then the yep. other cannibal starts watching, which further proves Sam really wants to make porn. Yeah, just, well, it's we've like known, we've known this. We've known know. this before. They would love to, to make porn. They would love to make porn, but they're not willing to shell out the money for actual porn performers. So, <laughs> yeah, Tukbro then headbutts the cannibal girl, and then they get all angry, and then cannibal the and then uh the the traitor cannibal, the good cannibal, I guess, uh, comes in, and then he, I think he like states that the other cannibal got killed by Tukbro. He he. I don't know. He he grunts, and I guess that conveys the information. I don't know. Who cares? And then, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. They get angry, and then they like beat up Tukebro a little bit. And then we cut to the next scene. After this, it's just weird. It feels like a comedy, right? Because it's just these two cannibals are sort of staring off distance. One of them sort of eating a hand slowly. Yeah, yeah, he's eating the hand slowly. There's a thing where King Cannibal, who's like an older cannibal who wears the face of someone, I don't know, but it's... It, the previous just, cannibal leader. 
I guess, I guess, I don't know, but he's wearing like someone's face and it's just sort of hanging off his his own face, but um he presents what I guess is his daughter to the quote unquote good cannibal and the good cannibal's like uncomfortable by it and then he goes off and mess play tries to play with his i with the iPod he stole and this just goes on forever. And it does have this Which film is, is so poorly lit it as well. And you can't, yet, like, see anything. And yet they have like candles and lanterns in their cave, hanging in the cave that look like they came from a Pier One imports. Like <laughs> like the furnishings in this cave are very strange. And then yeah, so Tukless Bro uh then gets like beat up some more, I guess you guys I guess he gets his leg cut or something. I I don't know. They don't really show. I mean, I guess they imply that like uh they cut his ween, <laughs> but I don't know his leg maybe because then he's limping later in the film. Nothing's explained. You're you're, <laughs> you're just supposed to somehow know this stuff, except everything is being conveyed in grunts and growls and screams and. Rawr, yeah. They all speak like cavemen though. It, um, it's it's a combination between. Okay, it's a combination between the Star Wars Hall, the Wookiee scenes in the Star Wars Holiday Special, and Ega, the the fifties <laughs> movie that the Mystery Science Theater did about a caveman who lives above Palm Springs. Um, basically, if you took those two things, mash it together, you would get this movie, and then add in some gratuity. Mm. Although so Ega's pretty was... gratuity, so so I guess yeah, we're covered there. I guess so. <laughs> I guess the Star Wars Holiday Special it. also has some gratuity. It's very gory. Yeah. Uh, so then Tukeless Bro is about to get killed, but then uh, the Campbell crew groped him earlier stops him and from not getting killed. And then the Campbell leader begins to like, eat what looks like a lemon? I don't know. Maybe. Then they, 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 they play like this make it look like it's important that seeing this lemon. They make like less like ten seconds of him eating the like the lemon. I don't know what he's holding. I don't know if he's holding a rind or like uh, or like or if it's supposed to be flesh. It's just this sort of vague curved form that he's like nibbling out of. And finally we cut back to Redhead. He was running, uh and he finally reaches some highway. And then she gets saved from a passing uh, fedora sheriff man. He's a yeah, he's a park ranger, I think. No, he's the sheriff though. No, I think he's a ranger. He's he's in. They he's stay a he's the sheriff getup. later though. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Oh sure. Uh, when oh. she's talking to, like the hunter guy, but we'll get to that. That doesn't make any sense because he's in ranger getup. They only they like had a ranger costume. They didn't have a sheriff costume. <laughs> He's clearly dressed up as like a forest ranger, and this guy's or... acting is beautiful. Oh, it's so good. the The first time he shows up, I was like, "Oh, thank God, a guy who speaks English after that long extended <laughs> cave scene." And then he started talking. He's like, "Okay, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Okay, calm down, calm down." I was like, "Oh my God, can we go back to the cave, people, please?" <laughs> Yeah, Redhead managed to convince him to help her out by just sort of wheezing at him. 
she has she has a long bit of exposition where she like explains what happened and then she she leads him back to where she was attacked and we get a flashback to the thing we already <laughs> saw five of, minutes of ago the couples being attacked by cannibals yeah you forgot to happen didn't you though because i totally forgot this, when that happened i, I is, completely this... it completely went over my head it's like it's like an Ed Wood film. It's like Plan 9 from Outer Space, where it's not enough to hear someone say, oh my gosh, there's flying saucers. We then need to see the flying saucers. And then we need to have a newspaper on screen saying there's flying saucers. And then we need to hear the radio broadcast saying flying saucers. It's like that. <laughs> We get expo- uh, we we get to see them attacked by cannibals, and then we get to hear her explaining their exposition to Sheriff Ranger Man that there were cannibals, and then we get a flashback to where there were cannibals. It's very yeah. <laughs> they go back to the campsite, which is all mysteriously vanished. I can only imagine that the cannibals took like a vacuum, just sort of vacuumed up all the bloody dirt. I mean, consider what they have in, in the cave. I wouldn't be surprised if they had had a vacuum with them. <laughs> uh, and so then the sheriff guy is like, knows that redhead has been missing from her foster parents for five weeks. He just knows this about her. I guess he got a report, or I don't know. At what point? How does he even I... know it's the same girl? We have they we, we've they've shown they they do not have each other's names yet. I. I don't know. Just don't question uh, it. Let's just keep moving. And then we get some more great acting from him, where he's like, "Well, uh, you, uh, there's nothing here. Uh, we can we can look around. Uh, you you know we can. There's nothing we, here. We can look there's around. nothing here. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. Calm down. Calm down. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. All right, let's go back to my car. Let's go back to my car. There's nothing here." And he then throws in the police car, and then uh, he walks. He starts walking around the car, and she just exits the door and leaves. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and he "Oh shoot!" Notice that he gets oh the shoot! That moment needed a good <laughs> wah wah. And we cut back to Cannibal Cove, and some more stupid bullshit happens. Where one of the cannibals is playing with a doll and a little dinosaur, and she's like, "Whoa, she's crazy." Look she, how crazy she, she is. Yes, no, it, it goes on forever. Again, like they only show this once to convey it, but being the asylum, they apparently believe they need to show this five or six times in order to get you to understand. But she like she's playing with a little doll and she's like, ha 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 she's her treating it like a baby and she goes, ah, and it starts like like whacking it against a rock. And she does this like I say, three or four times. Yeah, and then good cannibals messing around with the iPod, and then she sees him playing with the iPod, and she messes around with him. It does feel, it, it does feel like the Wookiee scenes, actually. Yeah. As I'm as I'm describing this, it, it is just the Wookiee scenes from Star Wars. Yeah. No, it's like the it's like the little kid, the little Wookiee kid, like playing with like a little plane going <laughs> until fight like around Grandpa until, until Grandpa Wookiee's like. <laughs> Except it's somehow, it's somehow 
worse. it's edited even more worse, even worsely. That's not a word, but let's go with that. Um, and um, is somehow less clear than the Wookiee scenes from the Star Wars Holiday Special, because this little squabble that happens between them over the uh, the iPod, it just sort of stops, and you don't know why. Like, they fight, and then there's no definitive end to the fight. They just Because they're stop. crazy! Aren't they crazy? Look how crazy like, they are. Like, she backs Aren't you off. Spooked? Like, she backs off, but, like, it doesn't seem like he, like, convincingly stood his ground. So, I don't get it. This is where some, maybe some acting direction could have come in handy, but I don't think the Asylum yeah, has ever heard of that, bit. so. <laughs> uh, and we, so then we come back to Red Hat, which presumably just wandered around the desert overnight, because now it's morning, and she's, like, just, I don't know, she's doing fine, I guess. Yeah. And sort of, it sort of just stumbles you upon their secret you... cave. It's not like you need to drink water when you're out in the desert. It's <laughs> no, not it's something not, you have to worry cold. about. It's right. no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so she finds a secret cave uh, and then uh, finds Tuchless Bro now, who's in chains, which were just like really surprisingly easy to break out of. Like, literally, um, you could, I... she just tinkers it a little bit and it snaps off. I'm sorry. Have I've. <laughs> Benjamin, you saw you saw <laughs> restraints in an asylum film. It's a good point. You exactly. should you should know by now. Hey, how did cannibals get chains anyway? How did the cannibals get anything? How did they get the candles in there? How did they get the lanterns well, in there? How did they get those nice blankets? Mm. How did they get their hands on a doll? How did they get any of this stuff? Well, the doll makes sense because they just killed someone for it, I guess. The candles are a bit weirder. The chains are really weird, though. Because they're like medieval chains. Yes. I would love to uh, uh, hear from the prop, whoever was in charge of props, I would love to hear the direction on that. I would love to know what the thinking was when putting together this cave set, because... (laughs) Fuck it! it. Shove props over there! (laughs) Fuck it! Well... I mean, yeah, it's basically just like we need a set of restraints um, for for when we have the scene where the guy will break out of his restraints because we're the asylum and restraints don't mean anything. But uh, <laughs> what kind of restraints do we have? Do we have a rope? Nah, rope seems too sophisticated for the cannibals. What seems less what sophisticated? Uh, <laughs> chains. Okay. How they get chains? Nah, just no, just chains. So then Tuchless Bro runs off with Redhead, and then uh, then Tuchless Bro trips, and he's like, leave me behind. I'll hide in this, this convenient lo- located cave here. Just leave me and go find the sheriff or whatever and uh, come back for me. Even though they've always shown that the cannibals live in the caves because they're the hillside cannibals. Mm-hmm. So hiding in a cave is kind of a dumb idea. In fact, I think it would be safer live- being outside of a cave. And 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 guess what happens to him? Well, he gets he gets uh, captured again, but uh, immediately. Before that, uh, we see the cannibal who's watching uh, the the other girl cannibal grow up the guy earlier. Then rips off the leader's cannibal's face and proceeds to wear it. So he's now the new leader. 
Well, I think he liked the the King Cannibal, the older. Uh, I think I guess he like died overnight or something in in the midst of his uh, harem of the, the the two female cannibals and because like they're they're sort of like freaking out and sort of like you know tugging on his uh, lifeless corpse and then the the um, alpha cannibal I'll call him takes off the the face mask thing and now he is the new elite king. Uh, yeah, so then we then cut the Tuchless Pro back in the same goddamn chains he was in earlier. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just right back caught in, in there. Caught in like five minutes. And then And then so then the new leader, Cannibal, uh, does some really great miming with this, these scissors. Where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to cut the fingers with the scissors? And he's like trying to show him. He has pinking shears. <laughs> he, has, he has pinking shears. You can't yeah. cut flesh with pinking you, you maybe you could give yourself like a little like a little cut but you can't cut through bone with pinking shears what are you talking about he does it in the film what no, are you talking you... about mm. we see they stay at the end of end credits that uh well maybe some fingers did get cut off but they grow back right mm-hmm. so i i do imagine those fingers were in fact cut off as confirmed in the crazy credits, so you know. But yeah, uh, yeah, his fingers get cut off with some scissors. Uh, then the cannibal. That, that, that would have been some dark comedy if, like, if if like the cannibal like thought he was going to cut off the fingers and then can't, and it's just causing the guy like pain. So it's this sort of like dark, like tor- like but but silly torture scene where for the Campbell's like, uh, uh, come on, and the guy's just like, ow, 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 stop, ow, 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 stop it, stop it. And then he looks at the camera. Idiot, and what are you doing? Wah wah. <laughs> and then so then he points at the good cannibal and, and demands that he cuts off the fingers as well. And he says no, and then gets punched and then spit. How has this guy? survived this long because he he's yeah, a I'm not really sure why he's here. Why Who he's is the he beta anyway? he's the beta cannibal. You know that's why I should call him. He's not the I I am gonna stop calling him the quote unquote good cannibal. I'm gonna call him beta cannibal because he um um or uh no yeah let's let's go beta cannibal. Uh beta sure, cannibal is, is you know I mean, I'm a beta myself. I mean, you know, I, I say it endearingly. Uh, but beta cannibal is like, how have you... Because there's only like six or seven cannibals. This guy would have gotten eaten ages ago. Uh, is he like a new recruit one. or something? It's, it's pretty Where confusing. are they getting new recruits? They're hillside cannibals. <laughs> I mean, they imply that they kidnap people later, though. To eat them. No, no, no. Also to indoctrinate them. I don't remember this. We'll get Are to that. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? We'll get to that. Hold on. Oh. In fact, the next scene, we then cut to Redhead, who's in the woods now somehow. Yeah, how is she getting around? To... <laughs> Where are their woods? Where are their woods? They were just in the desert. Where are their woods? And Kelman is right behind her somehow, in the woods too, and he chases her. And a random hunter man comes in, and then it's like he says, duck, and shoots the cannibal. Yep. And then red, the redhead freaks out and tries to run away. But in true fear of fashion, uh, he points his gun at her. He's yeah. like, I'm Calm good. Calm down. Don't I'm trying to it. save you. 
Uh, and he's got some amazing lines. My name's Ted. These bastards killed my family. But yeah, that's when he states that either uh, they are indoctrinated into the group, which I guess implies the two girls are his daughters that are kidnapped. I think that's what they imply. Something like that. He also uh, yeah. um, he also has another great line. Um, uh, the asylum can't help but uh, uh, try to say, yeah, we're... Uh, we're better than that other movie you've heard of. Uh, he goes, they're like fucking deliverance on steroids. Nice, nice asylum. Yeah, are they? It's like the moment in it's like the moment in Sharknado where um, they reference Jaws with like like one of the very first shark killing with like the the uh, the propane tank in the shark's mouth and someone shoots it and it blows up, but it's like. It's like the very first shark kill you see. So they're like, yeah, we're just going to get out that way because we're better than that pussy Jaws. This is this is the, the cannibal equivalent of that. It's like, yeah, we're, we're better than that deliverance shit you've heard about. Ten years earlier as well. Mm-hmm. I, I look forward to more of these dank call-outs by Asylum. Yeah. They should do a, a call-out for every single film they do from now on. Or these point air th- films say that film's lame. That's kind of what they already do. <laughs> no, they just steal some stuff and pretend that they made it. I think. Well, do they pretend, or are they like full on? Like, yeah, we took this, but like, you know, it's okay. Uh, jury's out. Mm. So it's yeah, sort of a hunter. like, yeah, we're original. Wink, wink. <laughs> These are all these are all uh, tie-ins, right? The tie-ins. Uh, so yeah, the cannibal hunter sworn revenge to kill all the cannibals. Uh, and then it's weird because then she's like, "I gotta find Tuklet, Tuklas bro," and he's like, "No, they've already captured him again. I saw before, I then saved you," which is confusing because they are again in the forest, and she's apparently been running since night. So like, how did? What is the time span and how far away are these two locations from each he, other? He, also, he lives in his own cave. Yeah, that's in the forest, I guess. Maybe? I guess. I don't know. Where are the woods? Are they woods and near mountains in L.A.? Mm, well, I think this is supposed to be like Nevada or something. Or Death mm. Valley. And then, so then we cut back to the cave and, oh my god... Uh, Fedora the Explorer, uh, the sheriff man, is working with the cannibals the entire time. Yep, he tells them, oh uh, "Hey, there's there's some there's some fresh meat that just showed up." They got a car trap waiting. So the, yeah, because the movie realized they're out of people to kill, so they then summon more to, for the cannibals to kill. Oh shoot! We killed off more than half of our cast <laughs> in the first Ooh, ten minutes. In of the our first film. in the first fifteen minutes. Oops. Gotta make some more characters to kill. And boy, are these some so, awful characters. Yeah, so we cut to um, a SUV with three more uh, 30-year-olds pretending to be high school students who are arguing because their car broke down in the middle of the woods. I guess mountainside. Hillside? Uh, who cares? Just, they're dead. They they get eaten. They get... Campbell's attack them. They get... Well, it's some awful. Out, so it's, it's, a, it's a father, a mother, and I think a daughter. I 
think is what it is. I think it's just three classmates. I think it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, but and the dad's a, the, the dad's person. the worst. <laughs> I think I think he's the young. I don't think he's dad. I think they're all the Isn't same he? age. Okay, I, I remember think there being a think, father, mother, and a daughter. I don't think they say. I think it's literally just just thirty year olds playing high school students or college students. I think that's all it is. I don't think this is a family. Mm. Anywho, the anyway, it doesn't matter because they all die in five <laughs> seconds. So, <laughs> yeah, the cannibals run in, and the, and then um, they all die, and then the cannibal leader then forces the uh, good cannibal uh, to then Beta kill cannibal. them. Yeah, <laughs> he then he then shoves a nice knife in uh, a beta cannibal's nice hand, knife. and then pushes into one of the people, and they die. And I guess. Uh, a uh, good cannibal goes crazy. Beta cannibal. <laughs> he no, goes I'm crazy on this now. <laughs> he goes crazy at this point, I guess, after killing someone. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's never he's killed finally anyone before. It. He's finally gotten a taste for flesh. Except he did kill someone earlier, but whatever. That's true, but it was one of the other cannibals, so I guess that didn't account for some reason. Yeah, we then cut to the the cannibal hunter and redhead as they search the cave, and they find Toothless Bro, uh, still chained up. And then the cannibals uh, then run in, and then the hunter then kills two of them and then dies. He he basically just points a gun at one of them, shoots, and then and then sort of slowly tries to point the gun at everyone, but then he's it's like too late and he gets attacked mm-hmm. and right. murdered. You think he would have trained more for this, but whatever. Yeah, and then so fights ensues with Tuklas Bro now free from his chains, and he does like surprisingly well considering he's missing half his fingers. I think because <laughs> he punches out a couple of them. And during this period of time, uh, the Beta Cannibal then comes in and kills the new leader and becomes the new new leader. Yeah, Beta Cannibal kills Alpha Cannibal and thus becomes Alpha Cannibal. And he takes the face mask. Yeah. Tuklas Bro dies during this period of time. And right. we see Redhead see. now chained up. Uh, and while some Beta Cannibal, cannibal now Alpha Cannibal, uh, is now... Uh, is now has, has now inherited the harem. I think there's only... They're the last three surviving cannibals. <laughs> the two females, the Beta Cannibal, who's now King Cannibal, and... He tries to rape the redhead because this is the asylum. But she escapes, and then she then runs into um. Well, I guess the scene goes on. She hits he hits the new cannib- new new cannibal leader of a rock, and then he she escapes and then runs off to find uh, Fedora the sheriff. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm evil, We get another though. flashback here, right? Where she flashes back to where the her boyfriend, Tuklas Bro, is giving her the necklace and saying it's her one-year anniversary. Mm. So, quick questions. What does the sheriff want to do with the cannibals? Why is he working with them in the first place? I don't know. He, this is where he tells her um, the new leader is taking a liking to you and drags her off. Why does he but, know that? 
I don't know. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks cannibal. No, no, but when, what's the what's the time period here? They they Surely... understand him when he comes in and speaks English at them. They understand him. No, no, no. When does he know that the new leader likes the redhead though? I don't. I don't know. How does he know that that she's a runaway? I how how, how does is, anyone is know anything psychic? in this movie? Let's go with that. Why not? Why not? Was Fedora the true leader of the cannibals the whole time? I don't know. He's kind of a he's a very mysterious character, isn't he? There's so he's much deep backstory. <laughs> mysterious so implies mis- mysterious implies intrigue. He's just there. Well, calm down, calm down, calm down. He's there. He's there for the weakest, lamest twist that doesn't go anywhere. Well, uh, yeah, it doesn't really. Uh, so they fight, and then she gets kidnapped, and we cut to a a dank cannibal sex scene. Uh, and yeah, I don't know what happens at all in this scene, actually. Like, what's really I going th- on? I think, okay, so we're looking at Beta, now King Cannibal, is is humping a girl who's got a mask on, and if I and she takes the mask off, there's a musical stinger. I think is the implication... Redhead? Is that that's the redhead? Yeah. But then we I, then I, cut. I, do we then cut to a dead corpse of someone? Yeah, there's just a burnt corpse just in the corner. <laughs> is that person it's like important? It's one of the uh, it's one of the embalmed caveman from Ega's cave. Do you remember okay. that? How Ega sure. had his family in the cave. It's one of them. <laughs> right. It's one of them. Right. Right. Um, I think the implication is that that's the redhead that he's having sex with. But I sure, couldn't... but who's the skeleton character? Is that character oh, important? I, is that Tuklas no. bro? No, I don't know. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I would have thought they would the film ends, the flesh off of him, but but that's it. It, it ends with the plot twist. Sex. Whoa, we the Sime can do dark endings, yo. This is a dark <sighs> ending, am I right? I. So here's the thing. So the original Hills Have Eyes, the '70s movie, the whole theme in that movie is it's it's a it's a family traveling across the desert. The car breaks down. They get led into the cannibal. Uh, uh, they get led to the cannibals, and so the whole theme there is about the this this civilized group of people have being confronted with uh, barbarianism and having to resort to barbaric measures in order to survive. And so that movie ends with one of the last survivors stabbing the the most brutal barbaric cannibal with a knife um, and the screen fades to red. I guess here, instead of the the kids the high school the college kids having to resort to barbaric measures i guess the idea is that the beta cannibal has resorted to barbaric measures but it doesn't make any sense because why would he even be there to begin with if he was not already barbaric yeah i don't know i don't know i just know that the movie ended at one hour 18 minutes with five (laughs) minutes of credits like all these asylum movies do Man, what a spooky, scary film! Really, summer really October. Th- really makes you think, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really makes I'm you think about. Now. Really makes you think about how uh, how garbage these movies are. 
I definitely wasn't looking at my phone the last like 20 minutes of this film. Oh, no, I certainly wasn't. For sure. Yep, so that was the film, everybody. Would um, you recommend it? No, don't, please don't watch this film. <laughs> please don't watch this film. As if I had to ask. I implore um, you not to watch this film. It, it's, there's just nothing to it. There really isn't. It's there like, really it's isn't. Like, it's like the most filler asylum films in terms of scenes. Which is saying something. Because every caveman scene is pure filler. This this movie is um, sixty percent filler, and it still can't crack ninety minutes. Nope. Which is must I I want to see that original script. Uh, I believe it was three pages long. <laughs> <laughs> and half. Shit, this half, ten minutes. <laughs> half of that, and half of those pages were just grunt, 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 grunt. <laughs> We did it again, folks. We made another great film here at Asylum Headquarters. We met our uh, our yearly quota of <laughs> 20 six films. films. <laughs> 20 films a month. Um, yeah. So next films is, I believe, Bram Stoker's Dracula's Curse, a Lay Scott yeah. film. Oh, God. Oh, Lay Scott, the same guy who did Hillside Cannibals. Yes, and I think Exorcism too. He loves shoving his name. Oh. oh, wow, really? Yeah, I believe so. He did one of the previous two films we did. Or at least well, two out of three. Uh, well, based on how this movie went, um, I'm going to say my expectations are not high. No, why would they be? Um, yeah, so this continues our, I guess, our, I guess October-themed uh, month of uh, Sime Horror Films, which we'll be concluding, I don't know, maybe with the film Halloween by The Asylum. Maybe. Maybe. Wait, maybe. Did, did they actually call their movie Halloween? <laughs> it's Halloween Night. It's very different. It's the uh, unrated Halloween director's night. cut. Okay, because I was like, there's no way they actually called their movie Halloween. Yeah, I guess I should plug the uh, email, uh, which is uh, <laughs> entertheasylumpodcast at gmail.com. That's entertheasylumpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, sorry for, I guess, about a two-month gap with those no episodes. Uh, yeah, fact, we're a little out previous- of practice. Yeah, the previous three episodes were all recorded about two, three months ago. Uh, I'm sure we'll go back to normal now. I promised. <laughs> if anyone's uh, let's listening. Make, let, no, let's not make promises. Well, I'll make a half promise, I suppose. Mm, a presumed no promise. That's here's fine. Your, here's your half promise. Here's your half promise. Half of us promise. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's a podcast, everybody. Bye. Bye. He 
His head topples to the floor, expressionless. You fall to your knees and catch your breath. You're finally safe from Shia LaBeouf.